Hello and welcome to episode 66, Pick Up Sticks, <laughs> the Nerd Info Podcast. My name's Andrew Goulart, with me is Nick Clattenburg and Josh Clattenburg. Alright. Got a lot to talk <laughs> about tonight. I want to see how long the pause would be. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of wrestling. It was, was a lot of wrestling. I actually did a decent amount of reading as well. All fake picture books. Alright. Um... But yeah, we got plenty to we got plenty to talk about. So, when you start us off, Nick, what have you been watching? Um, uh, I actually took your suggestion and watched Big Mouth. Fuck yeah, <laughs> it was fucking awesome, <laughs> right? Uh, just the Jason texted me and said the same thing. Yes, um, it was it was really awesome. Uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll as like the main characters right. of this story, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, just fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Jason Matsukas or whatever his name is, the uh, guy from the league. Yeah, the one who plays Rafi. Yeah, yeah. He was the one who was like the the magician kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's fucking hilarious. How far did you, you watch all of it? I watched all of it. Okay, I think we have two episodes to go. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure you at least got to the point where the magician kid Jay is just a complete lunatic, like when they go to sleep over at his house and shit like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's get to wait because up until then he doesn't really have much time on the show. No, and then you just see how fucking ridiculous and hilarious and how like crazy his family is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. It's when the kids try to escape and they go into the mom's room and they're trying to escape from the brothers and then the mother calls the kids a put calls the kids pussies too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. It was so funny. Uh, what is it? The two brothers wanted them to play uh, Okie Cookie. Yeah. Or, what do they call it? They uh. Wet Trisket? Wet Biscuit? Yeah, Wet Biscuit, but they use a Trisket. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, the Puberty Monster was the best. The Hormone Monster. The Hormone Monster, monster yeah. was yeah. the best. And uh, um, that, that same episode with uh, Jay talking about fucking his pillow. Yes. Two bags of lentil soup that he microwaves yeah. and then he puts it into the pillow where he kind of slid in. And then he thinks he got the pillow pregnant in like a later episode because the pillow's talking to him. Yes. Uh, I, love, I love how he was like, well, what do you do at the end? I eat the lentil soup. <laughs> what else would you do? He was like, what? It's in a bag. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, by, um, yeah. Ridiculous shit. In it is. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I, I can't. I hope they continue on with this. I think they'll have a sec, at least a second season, because I've heard some other people on other podcasts talk about it and how great it is. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's not as great as Episode Family, just because Bill Burr's the, the best. Absolutely, but it is right up there. Oh, it is one of the best animated comedies I've seen in recent. I would years. definitely say. Yeah, I'm not going to say the word rivals it. Yeah, but it definitely is up there, like in that upper echelon. Yeah, it's in the same league. It is. Fucking hilarious. Like, super dirty shit, too. They show, like, the kid's dick and stuff. They oh, show, they show like, a lot of dicks in there. The girl's pussy, and she's, like, looking at her pussy in the mirror yes. and talking to it. It's fucking Kristen Wiig that does the voice. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, they got, like, a bunch of star like bunch of star comedians in the cast and shit like that. Yeah, uh, Maya Rudolph is in there. Fred Armisen. Yeah, I think Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen are the two parents that yes. are very open about their sexuality and shit with each other. So it's pretty much like an SNL reunion, Really? Yeah, it's kind of kind of like an SL, SNL reunion, but uh, Nick Kroll's there. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are there. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it was good. Uh, I definitely recommend for you to uh, to watch it, Josh. Yeah, I, I need to like. It, we talked a little bit earlier about Stranger Things two coming out in like two weeks. Yes. Episodes, but uh, I kind of need something in between maybe to fill that void. No, you could blast. It's all eight episodes. Ten. 
eight, ten episodes, oh, that's not that bad. and that's they're, ten they're like twenty-five minutes piece. Oh shit! That's yeah, it. you can crush them, but it's fucking hard. it's so funny. Um, the other thing that I watched, uh, I finished season two of Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. So I finished that. Uh, not, I don't find it was really as good as the first season. Really? I didn't. Uh, the way that it ended seemed very weird. I, I, I would say like like confusing or uh yeah like they were in this they were still in our same time yeah but like it was the I, I it's it's hard to describe because I know you never really watched it yeah no. but um I guess right t- closer towards the end uh the first rule that I guess Rip Hunter because you've seen some of the episodes right Rip Hunter well I've only seen the I, no, I haven't seen any of the episodes. I've just seen them cross over. In the so you thing. know some of the characters. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Rip Hunter That's is... That's the one that saves them in the ship during the big yes. crossover, right? Yeah. Um, so Rip Hunter, uh, in, in obviously the first season, uh, says that the first rule of time travel is you don't travel back to when you are already in a certain spot. Right, yeah. You know, because he says time can fold in on itself. Mm-hmm. And they kind of break that rule to go back and fix something that happened and pretty much it revolves around the spear of destiny okay so there's a little bit of a religious twist in there yeah yeah. um but towards the end we're getting to like the conclusion of the the season uh they come back and they hit what refers to as a time storm i think everything revolves with the word time Time, (laughs) they're like time storm time paradox time coffee (laughs) oh i think it was when i was playing that game uh quantum uh, shit, what the fuck? It was some, uh, the Microsoft game with, uh, uh, what's his name? The kid who played Iceman in the X-Men movie. Oh, yes, yes. He was in that video, Microsoft game that had, like, their own TV show with it. I can't, it's Quantum something. Quantum Break. It was okay. I was playing Quantum Break and I was describing all the powers and all the powers were time something. Time yeah. Something else, yeah. But, <laughs> um, I guess something happens where they're in a time storm or a time jump or yep. something like that. And they are in our time, but right at the end, it shows them, like, come outside of, like, the ship, yeah. or, like, zoom outside of the ship, and there's fucking dinosaurs all over the place. Jesus Christ. But it's in 2017, and there's buildings everywhere in Los Angeles, but there's dinosaurs everywhere. Like, roaming the streets? Yes. Like, is it is it post-apocalyptic where nature no. is retaken? No, it looks no. No, it looks normal. That's weird. That's, that's, Are they tame dinosaurs? Are they crushing cars? No. Okay. No, they were just like outside the ship, just looking around and roaring. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just I thought it was very weird. I'm like, this is the way that we're gonna we're gonna end it. Yeah. yeah. They could have ended it with something else, right. but maybe 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 they have something up their sleeve. There better be some dinosaur antics starting in the next season. I want I want to see. You know, not your mama jokes. <laughs> not <Yeah>. the mama. <laughs> I'm the baby. Gotta love it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, let, me see, let me see what else do I have in my notes. Um, I had to stop watching The Keepers because that was just fucking vile. Just so much rape and pedophilia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I got like one more episode in and it was just nothing but more rape and pedophilia. And I'm showed like, showed it all. I was like, I really need to just, just stop. <laughs> getting really aroused. This, yeah, this is awakening something <laughs> evil inside me. <laughs> yes! 
I can say my true feelings on him. There is no FCC on here. Suck my tits. Open bob. Oh, bitch cat. Bitch lasagna. Still, I still can't figure that one out. No idea. Well, um, maybe a lesbian. Maybe they were trying to say lesbian. Bitch lesbian. I guess. I bitch lasagna. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Still trying to figure. Bitch it cat. Out. Bitch cat. <laughs> um, yeah, for me that was pretty. Uh, pretty much it. All right, uh, Josh. I watched this last week, and um, I forgot to mention it. I watched Wonder Woman. All right, yeah. And Had I you not seen it in theaters? Or no, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, that was one of the ones I missed. Uh, missed on. It was one of those things where. I wanted to see it, but I wasn't really pumped to see it. Kind of like a few of the other ones. I was like, "All right, you know, it's Wonder Woman." Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. I see. I, like before, I saw it, I wasn't super pumped to see it until I started hearing all like the rave reviews about it, and I was like, "Okay, I really yeah." Want it. I, I, was, I was gonna see it anyways because it was DC, but uh, I wasn't super excited until I heard it, how awesome it was. Right. So it was one of those things where once the reviews started rolling in, I was like, "All right, I gotta check this out." Yeah. But you know. Kind of went out of theaters, and I finally picked it up on Blu-ray, and it's not bad. Yeah. You know, considering like it's a uh, you know it's a little bit of a mix between like Thor and yeah, kind of like Captain America in a way. Yeah. You know, well with the time the time the time period of like the first Captain America movie or well, before that, obviously, but yeah, still takes place in the past. Yeah, it's um you know they're the first third of the movie I'd say is like on Themyscira yep and um you know once Steve Trevor um and Diana end up leaving the island there um you go to like 19 whatever it is 40s London or something that's gonna be earlier than that it's World is, War 1 right? was World War 1 okay so it's so like, it's like 19, yeah it was like 1916 yeah something like that so yeah, it's alright my mistake um so around there and yeah like get your history right <laughs> Shit, I'm teaching history next semester. <laughs> the Mandela effect has got me. <laughs> World War One is in 1918, not where I come from. <laughs> and there was no World War Two because the Holocaust is a lie. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns denied it. Yeah. Hashtag Roman Reigns. I get all my news from Roman Reigns. <laughs> news in history. <laughs> He's also a flat earther. Like my favorite rapper, Bob. <laughs> Did you hear about how he wants to spend like 500, he's trying to raise like $500,000 to put satellites in space to prove that the Earth is flat? Oh my you god. You hear about that, B.O.B.? <laughs> Fucking clown. Really? Yes. I did not hear about like a Kickstarter or like a GoFundMe or something like that to raise a bunch of money to buy satellites to send up in space to prove that the Earth is flat because he's a flat Earth. What a fucking idiot. I hope he gets the money. <laughs> I hope he does. And he's gonna be like, I don't know what fuck to do with these satellites. Turns out you need more than five hundred thousand dollars to launch a fucking satellite into space and track it. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! I'm just laughing at the possibility of somebody actually donating to that. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, there's plenty of fucking idiots. Oh, out there's there. plenty of people that are flat earthers out there. You just need a couple more famous people that are flat earthers to donate, and they'll eat all set. <laughs> just go to those Scientology nuts. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, it's round. It's round. Lord Zeno told us it was round. Yeah. Don't be crazy. <laughs> I'm John Travolta. <laughs> I'm John Travolta, and I'm not gay, so fuck you. Neither is Tom Cruise. Two men kiss and suck each other's cocks and fuck each other in the ass does not make them gay. Read the Old Testament of Lord Zeno. 
Where did this go? <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm not done with my tirade on the Las <laughs> shooting. I got a lot of shit to say. Can't <laughs> hear about it. Infowars.com. Listen up, sheeple. <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> Follow the money. Oh, God. Serenity now. <laughs> the lasso of truth cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> sequel what they're going to do after that mm-hmm. um they did hint a little bit to um batman and superman like in the beginning of the film it's like something that bruce wayne's you know wayne tech or whatever it is delivers to diana and it's like the original picture that they took that right. was in batman and superman and then and they showed the origin of it basically in one yeah one. yeah so that, that was kind of like the tie into it um so I get that, and I'm like, they're really pushing like the, you know, Justice League coming out next month. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So after seeing that, I'm like, all right, can't wait to check this out. Now. Yeah. I hope I hope it's good. <laughs> DC needs another win. Yeah. November's gonna be a good month. You got. I was talking to Nick about how uh, Thor's coming out in like two, two weeks. weeks yeah, about two weeks. I should probably see the Dark World then. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not, really, you're not gonna miss. If you saw Avengers two, yes, I did. you're all set. Okay. Yeah, you're you're, you're up to par on that. Yeah, you know, all you really need to know is that like, you know, at that point the Hulk disappeared. They didn't know right. really what happened. Yep. And then Thor, yeah, I mean in Thor two, um, that's did, before Avengers two, is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, I think it was. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. No, there, I think it was. I think oh, it, let's I, take a call. <laughs> I think it was because I remember that he was, Loki was locked up in Asgard for the crimes that he committed That's in right. New York. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Avengers 2 was after that. Yes. Okay. All right, so, yeah, you just know that apparently Thor goes back home yep. um, to reclaim the throne or something, and then Hulk just kind of vanishes, and yeah. that's, I guess, all you really need to know. Yep. But... Yeah, it's, that's looking pretty good. Um, as for TV, um, haven't really had a chance to watch too much yet. Um, Nick was talking about a show that I read a little bit about. What was it called? Mindhunters? Yes. On Netflix? That'll be coming out on... Uh, oh, so it's not out yet, but it's no, coming out soon. I think it's actually supposed to be coming out tomorrow. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's supposed Mindhunters to be... or Mindhunters? Mind. Okay. M-I-N-D. Mind. What was this about? Uh, pretty much what it is is it... I, I don't know if it's... Because you and I were saying that it, there was a movie that was... A there was a movie that came out, I want to say back in the 80s. It had um, the guy who played Gil Grissom in CSI. Yes. And, um, there was somebody else. It's you, If you saw who it is, you'd be like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. Um, as um, Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Um, but yeah, you had, it was basically before Silence of the Lambs. It was... Um, you know, Will Graham. It was where the basis of Hannibal came from, the NBC show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it ran for only like two, what was it, two or three seasons? Yeah. Maybe? It was short. Um, but yeah, like Will Graham uh, is working with Hannibal Lecter to, I don't know, bring in like criminals or something like that. And I think what it is, is this one revolves more around like the, the thought process and like getting into the psyche. Yeah. Of uh, serial killers, right? Yeah, and figuring out why it is they think differently than us, and yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, but that's supposed to be pre- well. Obviously, I'm saying pre- uh, premiering yep. tomorrow. This will already been premiered right, last Friday. It'll be premiered last Friday. Um, yeah, so I, I look forward to starting that because I think that's going to be. I think it's going to be like a. I think I remember them saying like a twelve or thirteen episodes. Okay. So and I think they're each an hour long or something so like that. So here's the the premise for it. It says it's been set in 1979 in the early days of criminal psychology. <laughs> and criminal profiling at the FBI. Uh, Mindhunter revolves around FBI agents Holden Ford and Bill Tench, who interview imprisoned serial killers. Holden Ford and throwing Chevys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Do you remember from uh, Boogie Nights? What was the the characters' names there? Dirk Diggler. No, not Dirk Diggler. It was Mark Wahlberg, but remember when they uh, played the, the cops or something like that? They were like... Oh, God. One was named Chest Rockwell. Yeah, Chest Rockwell. <laughs> oh, oh, Brock Landing. Yeah, Brock Landing. Brock Landing and Chest Rockwell. <laughs> it was like a send-up of, like, cop films in the 70s, but porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would basically have, like... I don't think you had John C. Riley like... Well, he was a porn star in there, but you didn't actually see him doing shit. No. It was mostly Marky Mark. Yeah. He doesn't like to be called that. Feel it, feel it. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you, feel it, feel it. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell me how? Why don't you, why don't you tell me how you would have stopped nine eleven? Okay, Marky Mark. Yeah, and then go throw more rocks at a Vietnamese man. And boxes. Walk, walk out this. Go walk out of the Super Bowl at halftime. <laughs> yeah. And say your kid was sick. Right? Yeah. Bullshit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what is it? It said it's produced by um David Fincher, the guy who did. Um, Seven, um, the guy who did, uh, I'm blanking here, The Social Network, um, he did, uh, Fight Club. Okay. Oh, all right. The director of that. So, it's, it's, it sounds like it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even heard of, I hadn't even heard of it. Um, I'm just checking a couple other names in there, and it's nothing. All right. But otherwise, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty much, uh, that was it for me right now. All right. All right. What about yourself? Uh, I watch. I continued watching Once Upon a Time. I think I only watched one episode last week. I just started Dude, talking about it. Gayest fucking dude around. It's not that gay. Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> it's pretty gay. It's not as gay as Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars. Uh, <laughs> something else. Two uh, dudes fornicating. Uh, no, that's not gay. Oh, no, no. That's not gay. I, we already said that. Uh, we already said that. <laughs> uh, Lord Zenu told us that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, Lord Zephanu. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Lord Travolta. Lord Travolta. <laughs> uh, so, I continue watching that. I think we're like halfway through the first season. It's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. And something that got me way more interested in it was when I realized who Robert Carlyle was because uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin is one of the main like villains of the movie. Okay. The Queen and Rumpelstiltskin. And Rumpelstiltskin is played by Robert Carlyle, and I was like, this guy looks very familiar. What the fuck do I know him from? And uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is Train Spotting. You guys ever seen Train Spotting? Yes. He plays Begbie, the fucking lunatic. That's oh my the god! Time, like little guy with the mustache is always fighting people. That's Robert Carlyle, and he's one of the main characters in Once Upon a Time. So I love, I started loving the show way more after that because I love Begbie. He's fucking hilarious. I still haven't seen the fucking second Train Spotting movie. It's supposed to be really, really good too. Surprisingly, really yeah, after oh, it came it's already out. out. Yeah, it came, yeah, it came out last year or earlier this year, I think. No shit. I don't think it, I don't even know if it went to theaters. It might have been like a, a limited release, 
but it was supposed to be really fucking good. Like surprisingly, for a sequel that came out twenty years later, but it does picks, it still have the original cast? Yeah, and it picks up with the original cast twenty years later in their lives. It's supposed to be really good. And I guess I we I gotta see it. All right, but uh, yeah. So Robert Kyle has once upon a time. He's awesome as Rumble Stillskin, but it's it's just it's a good show. It's, it's like just slowly revealing secrets and what's going on in the world and stuff like that. And like most of the episodes, they'll focus on a different character that you haven't seen yet, and it'll show them how they exist now in this world, and then their like past fairy tale life, like switching back and forth to like learn more about who the characters are and stuff like that. All right, but it's not that gay. It's pretty not gay. <laughs> pretty not it's gay, gay as fuck. It's gay as fuck. <laughs> no, it's good though. Um, but yeah, that's all I watched. Besides harassment. We have Hell, Hell in a Cell. cell. Uh, and the first match of the night, I think, was arguably the best match of the night. The tag team championship. The tag team that championship. Was probably by far one of the best matches yeah. I've seen in a, in a long time. Yeah, it was inside Hell in a Cell. It was the New Day versus the Usos. Uh, and it was uh, Xavier Woods and Big E with uh, Kofi on the outside of the cell uh, versus Jimmy and Jey Uso. It was just a brutal match. They fucking whipped out all kinds of weapons, fucking like 50 kendo sticks. <laughs> They had like a, a a cowbell that Xavier Woods hit uh, hit the Usos with. They had uh, he broke multiple trombones over them. Yes. Uh, they then he like locked one of the Usos in a little cage of kendo sticks by pushing him into the corner and then like wedging him in the fence so he was just locked in there. That was pretty funny. Uh, they did just like some brutal spots with like uh, Big E doing like the suicide spear through the ropes like right into the fucking cage and shit. So like it was a pretty savage match, but. Uh, Super entertaining, and it was a great way to start the show, even though they kind of like blew their load right with the first match. Not to say the rest of the matches weren't good, but I think that was the best match of the night. Oh, absolutely. Most entertaining match. I mean, sadly, New Day lost. I would have preferred if they won, but uh, I still can't complain with how the match went. It was it was super exciting the whole way through, with a lot of close calls, because there was multiple finishes hit, and still kickouts or breaking up the pin, because it's tornado tag, so like everyone's in the match at once. Um, so, like, it wasn't one of the matches where you know it's over or you know it's about to end. Like, there was three times where I thought it was about to end and it was broken up and kept Exactly. Going. So, that's kind of stuff I like. Um, we had Rusev versus Randy Orton. That's a waste of a match. Yeah, don't, I'm so, I'm honestly, they, Randy Orton needs a new gimmick or something because I'm sick of seeing him. He's boring. I, I, I know where I'm going to jump a little bit ahead right now talking about SmackDown and everything, but... I watching that watching him come out and competing as a mid card wrestler now yeah. is almost saddening. It is because when it come when he comes out and it says thirteen time WWE champion yeah how the fuck have you knocked yourself down this much like even when he was with the Wyatts yeah. and he had a tag team championship with them and everything I was like okay. He's still kind of in that main event status right. and all this other stuff. Now it's one of those things he has zero titles. Yep. He's has a shit feud going on. Yeah. And it just seems like he, the guy can't catch a break anymore. Yeah. His whole gimmick now is like... I mean, Triple H broke into the man's house, <laughs> chased him around with a sledgehammer, yeah. borderline raped his wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in front of Stephanie. In front of Stephanie. Fucked his kids. Wait. Did he? That was something else. That was something else. <laughs> 
That was that was something. Those were private videos. Those were our videos. <laughs> that was a video I sold you. <laughs> um, um, but, but his old gimmick now is just he does RKOs. He's the Viper. Yeah, he'll that's do an it. RKO out of nowhere, and that's his whole thing. Um, I would have loved. I don't it. give a shit, man. As long as he cashes checks, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's, that's all that matters to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, I thought I wanted I wanted Rusev to win. Like, I wanted to see him like really just. I don't want to say get the shit beat out of him, but I wanted to see him lose for once. Yeah, and on the on the same note, I would like I'm actually enjoying Rusev partnering up with Aiden English. I like, kind of am. Aiden English like pumping up Rusev's uh, ego and it just Rusev's big dumb smile, which makes me laugh. Yeah, how, like how excited he got when he was uh, when he beat uh, Randy Orton. He's just running around backstage telling everybody. It's funny. I think it's actually, it is it's the first time I've really enjoyed watching Rusev, and I think uh, it's the only time I've ever given a fuck about Aiden English. Exactly. Uh, before, like, besides when he was in the Bond Villains in NXT. Um, so, yeah, radio and boring as shit. We had the uh, U.S. title triple threat match. <laughs> Baron Corbin, AJ Styles, the reigning champion, and uh, Ty Dillinger. Which was, was thrown in last thrown in minute. last minute. And I was like, ooh, look at this. I, which, regardless of how the match came out, I'm just, I was happy he was on TV on SmackDown. Then all of a sudden he's in a title match on a pay-per-view. Exactly. I thought he was going to get fucking buried because he was nowhere to be seen after the Royal Rumble for a long time. So uh, I'm glad he's at least getting some airtime. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool how they it went from just being a, a singles title match to being a triple threat match right, yeah. now. Um, but uh, it was a it was a pretty good match. It ended with uh, AJ Styles hitting the phenomenal forearm on, on Ty Dillinger. On Ty Dillinger and, and Baron Corbin comes up, big boots. She, yeah, uh, dude, that was brutal. He fucking like kicked him off of. He was trying to pin Ty Dillinger. He kicks AJ Styles off of him, and then he's like wedged in between the two ropes. And Corbin just comes over and, like, kicks him the fuck out of the ring, like, super <laughs> hot. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, like AJ Styles went fucking flying like a yeah. little kid. Like, he kicked him wicked hard and just launched him out of the ring. From, like, he was, like, laying down on, like, an apron with, like, his legs over the bottom rope. And he just fucking booted him the fuck out of there. I even, that was the note I put. I put Corbin kicked and then uh, AJ, capital letters, the fuck out of the ring. Just so I would remember what it looked like. But, yeah, and then so Corbin ended up stealing the pin. Um, and getting the victory. And I was happy with that. I knew you were. I, I, I'm very happy about that. Honestly, I wouldn't have been mad no matter who won. I would have been psyched if Ty Dillinger won, because that would have been fucking crazy. That would have been understood. That was the least likely thing to happen. I I love AJ Styles, so I'd been fine with him retaining it, and Baron Corbin, it's about time he had a belt. So and see, that was the way that I eventually was kind of like, not not eventually, but that's the way that I was kind of like going towards. Right. Was there was like he hasn't had a title. Yeah. He didn't have a title when he was in an NXT. No. Nope, no. Nope. Which I mean, if he was groomed for a while in NXT, he could have held the heavyweight championship. Uh, they moved I mean, him up pretty early. Yeah, they did. Like I think they, he was. I think he was already off NXT by the time I started watching wrestling again. Yes. Like in uh, early 2016. Yeah, because he he was the 2016. Uh, under the giant belt. Yes. Yeah. So he just came out of NXT yeah. when uh, you started watching. Yeah. It. But um, yeah. So we already have we have a new US champion. Yep. And uh, what else? Uh, Natalia versus Charlotte in their uh, women's championship match. That was a, that was fluff. Terrible match. I heard that it was boring and it had a terrible finish because it finished with fucking Natalia getting disqualified for a Uchi hit. Uh, she hit, hit Charlotte, Charlotte like with a weapon in the leg or something I like that. I think so. Yeah, she kept like taking out her leg. So ended with a fucking DQ, so Natalia doesn't change hands. I thought something else was gonna happen after that. Like I thought maybe Charlotte was gonna get up and like knock Natalia out with a weapon, and then Carmelo was gonna come cash in money in the bank. But nope, they just moved on to the next match. So it was terrible, terrible women's match. 
Um, we had uh, the WWE Championship match. Surprisingly, the, th- the third match from the end of the night. Exactly. Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it was fine. I thought it was all I, right. I really thought Nakamura was going to win. Jinder Mahal has been champion for a pretty fucking long time now, and they're it's really been, it's solidifying. been over a hundred plus days. Yeah, they're really solidifying him as their as the champion. So he beat Nakamura for the second time uh, defending the championship. So nothing of note in that. Then we had uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Bobby Roode. Yes. Uh, one thing that was somewhat entertaining was how Ziggler came out and like his music starts playing. And then it just cuts. You hear that? And the, <laughs> and the fucking the screens all shut off. It's just black, and he just walks out silently to the ring. Yes, he's talking shit about everyone's entrances. So he just walks out like to silence and gets into the ring. And then they had the match. Uh, the, the match was fine, except it ended without a fucking finisher. Like it ended with the the like uh, sequential roll-ups. They kept rolling yes. each other up and then kept rolling back, rolling the other one up. And each back. one. Yeah, well, what it was was. Uh, Dolph Ziggler was trying to pull the tights, yeah. and then Bobby Roode would roll out of it, and then on the last one, you see Bobby Roode grab the tights. Yeah. And you could saw both their fucking asses, both oh, their yeah. ass cracks, they were really tugging on those tights. Oh yeah. It I was... feel like like Dolph Ziggler pulled on the tights a, a little bit, and you could see Bobby's ass crack, and then when Bobby pulled on Dolph Ziggler's tights, he was like trying to fucking pull his pants off. It was off. like, so it was like oh, you want to see some, you want to see some ass? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was upset that I'm he I'm going to show you some balls, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I would have been so horny if I saw Dolph's balls. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Ziggler ended up losing with that roll up, and then uh, while Bobby Roode celebrating, he ran up and hit him with a zigzag, uh, continuing that fr- that feud. And I read online that there was a rumor that uh, Dolph Ziggler, this was before the, even the match at uh, Hell in a Cell, there was a rumor that he had signed a contract, a short contract extension, okay, so so that they could like build this feud up a little more and keep going. So I'm guessing. It's going to wrap up maybe at the next pay-per-view. Maybe. And then maybe Dolph will be gone, but we'll see. As uh, He's still there as of now because he was on SmackDown, too. Um, then we had the main event, which you knew was going to be the main event because Shane yes. McMahon. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in Hell in a Cell. And, uh, like, you knew that what was going to happen at some it, point. There were so many times that when they were on top of the cage, my heart stopped a couple yeah, times. Yeah, me too. Because there was points where, like, you'd see him pick him up for, like, the pop-up powerbomb. Yeah. And I was just like, he's going to go through the fucking yeah, cage. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to go through. And you're going to see him literally land on his neck. And that's it. Yep. Fucking over. <laughs> Cut to black. Well, you, you, remember when we, <laughs> you remember when we used to watch, uh, Josh, you remember when we used to watch like cage matches and stuff like that? Yep. How the top would break away and someone would fall down into the ring? <laughs> the difference was like, you saw Kevin Owens like giving it his all to be like slamming him into the top. Like, I'm like, he's trying to break the cage <laughs> yeah. right now. Um. So yeah, like Owens went up like he was going to jump off the cage onto Shane McMahon and then he pussied out and then like Shane McMahon threw Kevin Owens off the cage but only like climbed halfway up. Yeah. So it wasn't that far of a fall onto an announce table and then was like, Kevin Owens was like dead on the announce table. Shane McMahon picks him up, puts him on the other announce table next to that one and then climbs to the top of the cage to do his elbow drop off the top like he tried to do to Undertaker at WrestleMania two years ago. Yes. And like, I figured he wasn't going to hit him because... If he did hit him, it'd be a way harder landing and more likely to injure the both of them. Yes. So I figured Kevin Owens was going to get out of the way. But how he got out of the way was the most surprising thing, where Sami Zayn came out of nowhere. Of all people. Yeah, of all people. Like, Kevin Owens' ex-best friend and now, like, bitter rival for the better part of, like, a year and a half. Over that. Yeah. Because, like, he, when he... It was tur- from NXT days, actually. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, he turned heel on him when Sami Zayn won the championship. Right, yeah. Back NXT. He, yeah, because he, um... 
what is it? He power bombed him off the uh, the apron. apron and injured him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he uh, like jumps out. He's wearing a hoodie. He jumps out of nowhere all of a sudden when Shane McMahon jumps off the cage and pulls Kevin Owens off the table at the last second. Shane McMahon smashes onto the table. All the EMTs come out and stuff. And then Sami Zayn like throws uh, Kevin Owens onto Shane McMahon to get the win. So Kevin Owens wins. Um, but yeah, uh, Shane McMahon's not dead, I guess. No, but you knew he was gonna jump off the cage. That's what he does. And like, uh, I I agreed with something I read. I think I was something I read online about how he's like Shane McMahon can do all the big spots, jumping off the cage, coast to coast into the trash can, like he always does. All those big spots. But, like, when he's just doing, like, middling moves, like, transitioning moves and punches and strikes and shit like that, it's terrible. Because he tries to throw, like, real boxing punches. Like, he's throwing, like, body hooks and shit like that. And, like, he throws them super fast like he's actually boxing someone. But you can't make those look real like like fake wrestling punches look. No. Like, when, when wrestlers who are good at faking strikes hit each other, it looks not ridiculously fake. But when you're throwing actual punches and you're just stopping before you hit them, it looks fucking retarded. So, uh, I think what I read online was that it looked like Shane McMahon is fighting 50 tiny ghosts before he gets to Kevin Owens' body <laughs> and just trying to punch them all. <laughs> and Megan said it looked like he was trying to punch a bunch of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what it looks like. Um, so, yeah, Shane, uh, Shane McMahon will be back at fucking WrestleMania or something probably. Probably. part of the show. Just like Triple H. Um, uh, and that was it for Hell in a Cell. But, good pay-per-view. It was. Pretty entertaining. Um, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, we had finally the reunion of the Shield and the new. Sh- oh, what the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> on this? He's like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what are you doing? I can do it. Do it again. All right. Yes. yes. No one can see. We did the yes. Shield fist bump like a bunch of fucking did. faggots. Yeah, we did, it. we did it. The one neighbor outside was laughing at us right now. <laughs> He's like, Hang on, I'll be right over. I'll do it with you. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, shut up. It's a family show. I'll go home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Shield reunited, but I feel like they reunited in the worst way because it would have been so much better if instead of when Miz was talking all the shit about Roman Reigns, if instead of Roman Reigns' music coming on and him coming out saying like two garbage sentences and then Dean coming out and then Seth coming out, they should have had Miz talk and then the original Shield music plays, which yes. is Roman Reigns' music, but with the Shield thing before that says Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta Shield, and then the music. If they just had that, and then all three of them came out, it would have been the fucking the biggest, stupidest crowd pop in the fucking world if they heard that Shield music. Oh, absolutely. But instead, they just had them all come out individually and then reunite, which I think they threw away the biggest opportunity to have like an exciting moment. Um, Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta. That's what they needed to do. That would have fucking got the crowd going. 100%. And that's what I was assuming they would do because it seems so obvious. But uh, they had them come out individually. Like, I'm glad I, Shield's back together. I, I'm very happy that they're back together. Um, especially now because you already have them as the tag champions. Right. Uh, I feel that Roman Reigns is going to make a run for the IC title. Yep. And we'll see what happens after that. You know, apparently... From what they were saying, like, backstage and stuff, they were like, you know, we're back, we're stronger than ever. Right. So it doesn't seem like there's going to be any infighting for a while. Yeah, no. But I have a feeling that eventually you're going to see... Something that's going to break down. You're going to see someone like Dean or Roman 
make the heel turn yeah. instead of instead of Seth. Yeah, I can see Dean doing it, and I think that's what might happen. Yep. You know, it's going to be the one that you least expect, right? Yeah, to make the heel turn. Yeah, you know, but we'll see what happens. Right now, I'm riding this high right now. And then they came, they came back out later in the show wearing the new shield shirts, which are awesome. I will be getting. Yeah, one. I will be too. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a she- actual shield, and then the three fists in the middle with all their different logos on it. Yep, and it says the shield at the top. Just and like, I think on the back it says. Sierra Hotel in oh, the Echo Delta. I didn't see that. But it spells out shield, but like down, yeah, yeah. going uh, vertical, it spells out the words. Yeah, okay. By, um, yes, the Hounds of Justice. Yes, they've returned. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, they came out uh, again wearing the t shirts later on in the show just to beat the fuck out of Braun Strowman and show everyone how strong they were. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was. That's how you assert your dominance immediately. Uh, so they like beat the shit out of Braun Strowman on the, on the stage. And then, like, uh, they did the shield powerbomb through the announce table of Braun Strowman and just destroyed him. There was some speculation talk that I was reading on Instagram that they were saying, obviously, not right away, but they might want to possibly add two members to the shield. Yeah. They were saying that they want to add another male member and possibly a female member. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would feel about that, being obviously the shield. Right, yeah. But I would legitimate legitimize them as like a stable. We'd have a legit large stable again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think something like that, if obviously like maybe when this pay-per-view comes around, seeing Braun Strowman help the shield. That'd be fucking crazy. Having Braun as a member of the shield yeah. and then finding like, you know, um, I don't know, uh, like Dana Brooke or somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, somebody that could possibly fill a female role who's like a, a stronger athlete yeah. to fill those shoes on like the Monday Night Raw slot and having instead of three now you have five. You have the, almost have a faction now, right? Yeah. Opposed to a stable, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they had that. We had uh, Sister Abigail. I don't even know what's going on. See, with I this. thought when I heard all these rumors about Sister Abigail showing up. Most of the rumors were that Sister Abigail was going to be a fucking female wrestler that showed up and her gimmick was being Sister Abigail. Yes. But now it's becoming apparent that Sister Abigail is just like a possessed version of Bray Wyatt. Almost like Finn Balor's the demon. Yes. And then Bray Wyatt's Sister Abigail. Except he just looks like a, a old lady witch. <laughs> yes. Something He's like got a, like a, 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 very, a very thin burlap sack. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he had that voice modulation to make him sound like a little kid. Yeah. And then he's got some... Uh, you know, he's got some Brandon Lee crow paint going yeah, on yeah. in his face. <laughs> no, that's just what Brandon Lee looked like at his wake. <laughs> <laughs> Bang! <laughs> oh, Brandon Lee! <laughs> Bang, those were plates! <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, we're going to make a bunch of sequels with different people. <laughs> What's Edward Furlong doing? Oh, <laughs> Probably more drugs. Oh, God, the kids are going to love this Halloween costume. For years to come. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the fuck... I don't know what it's going to look like. We've only seen him as Sister Abigail in, like, two promos now. Yes. So I'm wondering if he's going to actually come out with, like, some kind of sister addressed as, like, Sister Abigail and wrestle like that. Oh, God. Because like, it seems obvious that they're going to have Sister Abigail versus the demon. I assume it's yeah. what they're going to do. I, I just don't know, understand... Sister Abigail is supposed to be dead. Right. And now they've been, like, playing off this, like, she's possessing Bray Wyatt. Right. And 
I thought she was gonna be she was gonna be possessing a woman wrestler. That's like, what I thought. The prevailing thought was that uh, that like Paige was gonna finally return because she's still with the company. She's yes. supposed to return like at some point. Yeah. I thought she was gonna come back as Sister Abigail, but uh, that that doesn't seem like it at this point. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll see, but uh, definitely looks like Brandon Lee, old witch lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we had the women's fatal five-way match to determine it was horrible. who was going to get to face Asuka. All I cared about was that uh, Emma or Dana Brooke or... So who, it was Emma, Dana Brooke, Alicia Sasha Fox. Bank, Alicia Fox. Yeah, I wanted Emma, Dana Brooke, or Alicia Fox to win. Just to have someone... I didn't want win. Alicia Fox to win. She annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, she's pretty annoying. But I just wanted so I didn't want to fucking I'm so I wanted to see Dana Brooke win, honestly. And I'm not I'm not trying to have sympathy for the girl, but I know like her longtime boyfriend passed away. What longtime boyfriend? She was dating Dolph Ziggler very recently. What? Dana Brooke? Da- really? Yeah, uh, within like the past year she had been dating Dolph Ziggler. I was gonna say she was dating um what was his name, Josh? The the bodybuilder that died not too long ago. Oh. Uh, Dallas something? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, her boyfriend, I guess they, maybe not long term or short, yeah. short term, whatever. But, um, yeah, I guess he would like recently be passed oh. and she was, they were together. Oh. And I thought that'd be, I thought to me that'd be like a nice little nod for her. Maybe not have her as a long time holder. Well, no, it's not even, it wasn't for a championship match or anything. It was just to face Asuka. Oh, that was it? Yeah, it was to see who was going to face Asuka in her first match at, at the oh, at the pay-per-view. That's bullshit. Well, so I, well, that's, why, that's why I figured if any time they were going to give someone else a chance to shine, it would be now because it's not for a title match. Yeah. It's just to face Asuka. And whoever wins to face Asuka wasn't gonna fuck, isn't going to beat Asuka anyways because no. there's no way she's going to have this crazy like 100-something match uh, undefeated streak or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. And then all of a sudden lose in her first match on the main roster. It ain't gonna happen. No. So uh, Emma ended up winning, which was fine with me. Which we all know Emma's gonna get beat. Yep. Um, but I would like to see someone new in the fucking title picture on either show. Yes. Um, well, I guess SmackDown not as much because Natalia was pretty much new for the title picture. I have a feeling that what's gonna happen is Oscar's gonna come back. Paige is gonna go back to Smack. Paige is gonna go to SmackDown. Yeah, maybe. And I think that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have two new females in there to compete. And kind of stir shit up. Yeah. And both of them are probably going to play the heel role. Yeah. So, so, we'll see what happens. Um, so... Smackdown. Oh, wait. One more thing on Raw. What's that? Cruiserweight Championship match. I watched my first ever episode of 205 Live. Because I decided I have to start watching it because, like, a good percentage of the new uh, characters in the... 2K video game. Yeah. Are Cruiserweights, who I know very little about because I've only seen from like the Cruiserweight Classic and shit like that. Okay. I never watched 205 Live. So I decided to start watching it. I watched, I started with last week's episode. Okay. Because I watched it on Tuesday night. So that Tuesday night is when it airs. So I watched the, the episode from last week on Tuesday night and it was like Kalisto's first match on 205 Live. And just pr- it was pretty entertaining to see people with new gimmicks because I hadn't seen Drew Gulak since, uh, and I like him because his name's right close to mine. So I haven't seen Drew Gulak since the... Drew Gulak. Uh, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. <laughs> Sounds like an alien's name. Oh, uh, he is one of the strongest of the Drew Gulaks. Lord Xenu's underlings. <laughs> but uh, his, like, his whole gimmick of, like, he came out and he had, like, a... He has, like, a 200-and-something slide uh, PowerPoint presentation that he's trying... Yes. Apparently he's been trying to show over the course of several uh, shows. And he's on, like, slide nine and he always gets interrupted. But it was pretty entertaining and he faced Mustafa Ali. It was, like... 
I love cruiserweights. Like I'm surprised. I probably should have given this show a chance earlier because when I was little, all my favorite wrestlers were cruiserweights because they all did the coolest moves. That's why Kidman was my favorite growing up because he did shit like the shoot and stop press. But like oh, I loved all the cruiserweights and Rey Mysterio. So yeah, two hundred five live was good, and we had the cruiserweight championship match on uh, on Raw, and it was Kalisto who just joined two hundred five live facing Enzo. And uh, it was a decent match with uh, Kalisto winning with doing a Salida del Sol off the top rope, uh, destroying Enzo and winning the belt. And then everyone was congratulating him because all the crew do hate Enzo. Um, it was a lumberjack match too. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, now SmackDown, we had a uh, tag team number one contenders fatal four way match to see who was going to be number one contender for the uh, for the belt. It was uh, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. Yes, versus the Ascension. Versus the Hype Bros versus Breezango. I was really pulling for Breezango. I really police. was too. Get some fan police up there. Um, but uh, it ended up with uh, Gable, uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin winning, becoming the new uh, number one contenders, which is fine with me. I want to see more of Shelton Benjamin since he's returned. Uh, and the Hype Bros, like, they didn't do anything storyline wise. I thought, that, did, I like, thought by like, now they already would have fucking. Yeah. Like. Especially Zack Ryder. I thought he would have turned heel on him by now. I think they were like yelling at each other a little bit after the match, but nothing that they focused on in the broadcast or anything like that. Um, then we had uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens come out and bring out Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn was allowed to explain himself. And basically, the long and short of it is that he uh, he said that he can't. He realizes now that you can't make it being a good guy, basically. You have to do whatever it takes to become champion. Not Absolutely. Just, not just get the crowd to like you because that won't put you ahead because he's basically shown the example of uh, how Kevin, what Kevin Owens has done. He's be- he became the Intercontinental Champion, the Universal Champion, the U.S. Champion, and Sami Zayn hasn't done shit the entire time because he's been a good guy. Exactly. So that's why he's decided to do to like be a champion or whatever by any means necessary now. That's why he helped Kevin Owens because he realized he was right. So him and Kevin Owens are like fucking best buddies again. Yeah, apparently. Hug- hugging and shit. But, uh... Like it more than once. Yeah, it it could uh, actually make Sami Zayn entertaining though, so we'll see. I mean, Kevin o- like Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho uh, thing was awesome for how long that lasted. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how him and uh, Sami Zayn are. And then we had a uh, the only other note I have is the U.S. title rematch: Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. Dude, that match was dirty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really was. Like, there was points where I was like, Was it filthy dirty? <laughs> it was filthy dirty. <laughs> there was points where I was like, Holy shit! Baron Corbin's beating the fuck out of AJ Styles right now. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, um, what is it, when uh, AJ was on the ring apron and went to go run at him and he, like, uh, Corbin reversed into, like, a power slam. Right, yeah. Like, he didn't even slam him. He just fucking threw yeah, him. Yeah, he did. He threw him fucking far. And it was one of those things where, like, he caught him, spun around, let him go, and you watched his shoulder just pop and yeah. bounce right off the floor. I was hoping that he wasn't injured when I saw that. When I That was the same thing. When I saw that, I was like, oh, he's going to like have rotator problems. Yeah, he landed like on his side, not yeah. on his back. Uh, but I think he's fine. I haven't read anything, seen anything online about him about otherwise. Yeah, but uh, Baron Corbin retained. With a, a pretty much a clean victory, too. And that was the thing that I was happy about. It wasn't one of those things that it was like a DQ right. or uh, someone interfering, like Ty Dillinger yeah. interfering or... A count out or something. A count out yeah. or some bullshit. Yeah. It was like I said, the match was filthy dirty. <laughs> but um all in all, it was it, I agree with you, it was a clean victory. I mean he hit him with he hit him with uh end of days. Yeah. yeah, they were fighting outside the ring. I think it was after he threw him. 
He yes. picked them up, threw them into the ring, and they stood up, gave him end of days immediately. And yeah, he threw him right off the off the ropes, yep. caught him, end of days, and hit him with a one, two, three. So yeah. technically, it was a clean win. It was. So uh, I think he'll probably be holding on to that championship for a while. I lo- Did you see what he said at the end? No. At the end of the match? I don't think so. But he was saying how uh, this belt's going to be his for a while. Oh, right, yeah. And it was that, right at the end of the show. Yes. Yeah. It was like, this belt's going to be mine for a while, and... Uh, what is it? You guys can cry, cry your tears, and he said something about like he'll build himself a boat you know, and like paddle down the river of their tears. Yes, <laughs> and it was one of those things where I was like, "This is why I like Baron Corbin because he's a fucking asshole." Um, that was it for SmackDown, though. That was it for SmackDown. So I think so. that's it for wrestling, right? I believe so. All right, uh, and then Adjo. Uh, did you watch NXT? No, no, yeah, I usually don't watch it till the weekend. Okay, I was gonna say I watched it on uh, the network last night. Anything like real big that you want to bring up? Uh, not really. Uh, Leo Rush made his first actual in-ring debut. Oh yeah, he showed up, but they didn't have the match uh, last last episode. Yeah, last time he got uh, attacked by uh, Velveteen Velveteen Dream. Yeah, because he was supposed to face Alistair Black. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah. But that I can't really think of anything else. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of build up up to the next takeover and out of that. It is and everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's it for wrestling. All right, let's move on to what you've been reading. anything no unfortunately this week i did not All i right. took a uh, took a little bit of a break from it it's okay because i usually take a break but i did not josh i have been reading the giver in school yep um so i'm through the first four chapters really interesting book it's kind of like uh Even? You balance it? <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta pee. Oh, alright. I, I ain't listen to no give a shit. I ain't listen to no shit. I listen to that shit in fucking ninth grade. I ain't doing that shit no more. I'm a Lord of the Flies, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go shake my dick in peace. <laughs> this is all staying in, by the way. <laughs> yes, I'm not cutting this. That's okay. That's okay. Bye. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I've been reading that a little bit, working on that. Kids are really seem to enjoy it. Um, it's. it's the main character is about their age, 12 years old. Okay. Um, it's cool because you get to see all the um, stuff that they had, like, they would never have in their life, you know. They would never, like, you know, in the book, one of the characters has to, like, apologize to the class for coming in late. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, I had asked some of the kids, and they were like, they were like, Basically, fuck that! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit. They're like, I'm not doing that. Now the teacher has to thank the class for not being stabbed for a whole hour. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, thank you for letting me get through this class <laughs> with my life. <laughs> um, so they, they they definitely had it out for that, and we kind of asked them a little bit. I was like, well, you know, there's a, a point in the book, too, when you're assigned your job at 12 years old, and they were like, whoa, wait. You have to start working when you're 12, and I'm like, yep. In the back of my head, I'm like, shit's still happening in China. Right, yeah. You like your iPhone? <laughs> Think about those kids in the Philippines, bitches. There's a fingertip sewed into your sweatshirt. <laughs> no, I'm like, uh, you know, you know, you're given your job in this book. You pretty much have to, whatever they say, you got to do it. And they're like, well, I'd leave. 
Like, I don't think you're going to understand it. You, you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just leave. They can't tell me what to do. All right, look, look kid, let's be honest. You're not really going to work, are you? <laughs> you're yeah. going to be one of those people. <laughs> you're going to be a peg boy. <laughs> sit on a peg. Get stay nice and loose for the adults. <laughs> ah, here's the peg boy of nerd input. <laughs> brushed my teeth while I was in there. Oh, excellent. Did you use both of the toothbrushes? At the same time. Like, oh. I only leave the ass clean in one towel. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, like, I use that big one behind the toilet. It's just a little brush. It's very minty. Though. Yeah. Uh, we were just uh, talking about the giver a little bit. And how 12-year-olds should be working, and I'm trying to label laws of bullshit. That's okay. And how the lazy kids get to be peg boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I haven't read that book in years. Oh. I never read it. Well, you're hearing about it now. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm it's like I'm hearing about it, and it's just going to make me go away from it. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> further. You have no choice. All right, is um, that it for you? Other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, uh, I tried to catch up on uh, a bunch of back issues of Batman I have going. So I read like five issues or something like that. I read uh, the, not the conclusion of the button, because I think it concluded on an, in an issue of Flash that I don't own. So I had the first issue of Batman where it started, and then the issue of Flash where it continued, which I read. And then I read uh, the last issue of Batman that has the button, I think it continues into another another issue of Flash I don't have, but not really much happened. They went back in time, and the whole issue was basically uh, Batman talking to, to Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman. I remember you mentioning that last time. Yeah, because the last one ended ended with them like being there, so this one they like talked to him and shit like that. Um, but that was most of the episode, and then they, they like got back. Uh, Flash built a new cosmic treadmill, and... He moved so fast. They were just they were just at the Batcave, in the Flashpoint Batcave with Thomas Wayne, and he was like, "I need to build a new cos- uh, cosmic treadmill so we can get the fuck out of here." And like people are like, attacking the house, and uh, Flash is so fast that he was like, "I just I need one minute, literally one minute, so for him to build a cosmic treadmill, find all the parts, find or make all the parts, and assemble a cosmic treadmill." And he did it in one minute, and then they they like he ran through time and they escaped. Um, then, uh, oh, what, ha- yeah, then they were running through time, and, like, uh, I think it was, uh, Reverse Flash, like, Eobarthon, who died in the first issue of the, of the button, like, uh, ran past them, and was, like, talking shit or something like that. I don't know, it was weird. But I didn't really read the conclusion, so I don't have it, so I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that had something to do with the comedian, I guess. <laughs> and Dr. Manhattan. It was the comedian's button. You're just like, it has something to do with it. Yeah. I haven't said shit yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'm never going to get that issue of Flash, probably. Uh, so, uh, then uh, the next issue of Batman I read, it was uh, a little team-up between Batman and Swamp Thing, where uh, they got, some uh, guy has been killed, and Batman's investigating the murder with uh, Commissioner Gordon, and Swamp Thing shows up, and he says that it's, his fa- it's it was his father, like his real father, and he's basically just some, like, filthy old, like, drunk man that would just, like, go to the Was he filthy dirty? He was filthy dirty. He looked like a fucking hobo. <laughs> he looked like a homeless Santa. And, uh, so, yeah, uh, basically, they, uh, Batman, like, helps him with the investigation and shit like that and leads Swamp Thing to the guy who did it. And Swamp Thing just fucking murders the shit out of the dude, the guy that kills him. 
Holy swamp, shit. swamp thing just like what the fuck did he do? He like reshot I think he like reshot his hand. Uh, the guy that killed him was Headhunter. And he like reached out his hand and just like I think he just grew a sh- bunch of shit off his fingers, went down into the dude's throat, and then you just see like in the course of a couple panels, it starts growing in his fucking head and it, like blows his eyes out and fucking just like pops his head by growing shit inside his fucking head. It was pretty brutal. All right. So, Swamp Thing brutally murdered the guy who killed his father. Um, then the next issue of Batman, um, it was uh, one where I had read previously because I thought it was the issue I was on, but it wasn't, so I reread it because I already forgot everything about it anyways. And it was just the one where uh, it was right after Gotham Girl had been cured from a psycho, a psycho pirate's shit that was like made oh, okay. crazy afraid of everything. So it was uh, her talking to Batman the entire time of uh, basically what she should do next and like how Batman's been living his life and, and if he's happy and stuff like that. And it ends with Batman proposing to Catwoman, like meeting her on the roof. I remember seeing that on uh, on Instagram right. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he proposed to Catwoman, and then did she turn him down? Uh, no, she doesn't answer. She hasn't answered yet. I read two more, two or three more issues, and she still hasn't answered because uh, after that, the next issue starts uh, the story of the War of Jokes and Riddles, which is. Basically, it's Batman laying in bed with Catwoman and telling her the story of, like, the first year he was Batman and uh, how he had to, like, combat the War of Jokes and Riddles, which is a fucking fascinating story that I don't know if this is a new thing, but I never fucking heard of this. It's the Joker versus the Riddler, basically, and they're both, like, recruiting their own villains and shit like that and all, like, clashing, clashing in the streets and just killing tons of people and stuff like that. So wow. it's been like multiple issues of him telling the story of how all this shit went down and how they both like built up their allies when, and shit like that. When it starts getting closer to that, you gotta let me know. I'd like to read that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's already been two issues. I think it lasts at least one or two more. Um, uh, and then one of the issues was like... So it already started. Oh yeah, it already, I'm reading this one I'm reading now. Oh, okay. It's him going telling the story that happened a few years ago. Oh, okay. He tells the story over the course of the few issues that I'm reading right now. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to swing by uh, Newberry and pick that up. Yeah, they're old. They're I, I'm still behind like four issues or something like that. Okay. So I'll, I get the stack in the living room. I'll show. I'll tell you which numbers they are. All right. Um. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. And uh, the last issue I left off off on was like part of the War of Jokes and Riddles was just like a little interim side story, basically about the uh, origins of Kite Man. Who you encounter like earlier on? You say K I. That's what. You say K K I T E. T? No, it wasn't a T. Yeah, it was a T. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say there's there's a story about Kike Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kite Man. Okay. He's basically a hang glider. Okay, enunciate your words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, yeah, so uh, Kite Man runs a bank and Hollywood and. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. See if you will listen anymore. Nope. <laughs> I said Kite Man runs Hollywood and a bank. <laughs> no, Kite is, is, he, is evil, what is it, villain is uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson's just attacking him constantly as he's just minding his own business. <laughs> just letting I had to sell my Laker tickets! <laughs> uh... So, uh, yeah, it was the Ballad of Kite Man, and it was actually pretty interesting. To, uh, they used to go into, like, his backstory and, like, how he, I think it was, what the fuck happened? I don't know if it was, like, he met Batman or something like that. I don't know. That was all, all kinds of bullshit that happened. But, uh, yeah, it was just a little side story in between the War of Jokes and Riddles. And then I'll get back, and I'll be getting to the conclusion of the War of Jokes and Riddles soon. Um, but that was all for what I read. So now we can get into what you've been playing. <laughs> Thank you.
So, Nick? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing I didn't, at all? I didn't play all this week. Good lord. I haven't had uh, a lot of time to. Alright, uh, Josh? I played a game. Oh, shit! It's going down for real! <laughs> I, uh, I got a hold of one of the uh, SNES classics. Yes. As did I. Yes. Thanks to Joe Merle from those movie guys and uh, his friend Leslie, I got my SNES class. It came in today. Awesome. With a bunch of dick pics. <laughs> pretty fucking hot. I posted a picture on Instagram, so everyone's probably seen it uh, days before this episode goes up. So, yeah, uh, so what'd you play? Uh, I picked it up uh, Saturday night just on, like, a whim. Uh, went to Target. Picked up a bunch of other things, thought I'd take a look over there. It was the last one they had. Lucky as fuck. So the guy said somebody actually brought it back about ten minutes ago, and I was like, brought it back? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's wrong with it? And nothing. It was Everything was in the box. How much cum is in this box? <laughs> if I power it on and there's child porn on here, <laughs> would, would I get in trouble or would I get to keep it? Would <laughs> I have to turn it in as evidence or is it mine now? <laughs> I'm in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we went back, uh, tried it out a little bit, played some Super Mario World for oh, a little. Excellent. Uh, played a little bit of Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Which one is on there? Is it, is it Turbo? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, played a little bit of Mario Kart, and then I got started in on Legend of Zelda. Uh, Link, Link to, to the, the Past. Past. Yep. Oh, oh, so good. Regarded by many as the best Zelda game. It was, yeah. I was going to say, I had so much fun. Brought back a lot of memories. Um, getting to, you know, get the, the pendants there. The, yeah. Got the green one already. Nice. Working on getting the blue next. I See, I've never, I've played The Link to the Past very briefly. I have it on Virtual Console on 3DS. Yep. But I think that's the, it's, I'm either going to play through that first on the SNES <laughs> Classic, or I'm going to, since I already started uh, Super Metroid on the RetroPie that I built, I might just start over on the SNES Classic. Nice. Although, maybe I'll, I got those SNES wireless controllers in, so I might just use those on my RetroPie and continue Metroid on that and play uh, Zelda on the uh, SNES Classic. But regardless, I have to play. I've never played through that Zelda before. I never played any of the Zeldas as a kid. Oh, it's so good. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, it took me a while to get used to the, the controls again, you know, for a while. Very simplified compared to what you used to hold. It is, exactly. Like when you start playing. Um, Super Mario World and just one loss after another after yeah. another and I'm like why am I doing this <laughs> yeah but after a little while the buttons became you know like normal again right. I was like oh I remember how to do this yeah yeah it's like riding a bike yep cool um so yeah let's see I played a lot of things um I got the SNES Classic I already talked about that I played a bunch of uh uh random games that I had gotten for free for the most part from uh, PS Plus that mm -hmm. I just never downloaded and played or I played extremely briefly because I didn't want to get started on anything too big because WWE 2K18 comes out tomorrow as of this recording Yes. Uh, for people who pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition. So I knew I'd be playing that a lot so I didn't want to get too involved in anything else. I'm actually probably going to swing by uh, the mall on the way home and uh, grab me one. You can't get it tomorrow. You, like, gotta, you gotta get it Tuesday. Oh, that's right. If you ordered it, you could play it four days early. If you pre-ordered the deluxe edition, if you, you pre-ordered the regular one, you still... Well, if I pre-order it now, can I pick it up tomorrow? Probably, yeah. Technically, it is true. It has to be the deluxe edition, though. though not the that's regular. okay. All right. 
That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay, Frank. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I decided to play a bunch of games I hadn't really played. One of them is one that I bought that was on sale for $2.50 because I'd wanted it for a long time ever since I heard about it on, I think it was the Idle Thumbs podcast like a year ago, and it's called Ronin. Uh, and it's an indie game 2D side-scroller where basically you play, uh, I think you're a girl or something like that, and you're avenging like your boyfriend's murder or something like that. Okay. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a puzzle game, basically. It's like kind of like an action game slash puzzle, but you basically, you'll be like in a room, and there'll be a bunch of guys, and then when a guy sees you, they'll take aim, and you'll see, and the game will pause, and you'll see their like laser sight going across the screen and where they're shooting, and the game's paused. And then you use the right thumbstick to aim, aim your jump, and then when you release it, you jump, and then wait. when you stop, it pauses again, and then they take their shot, and then you jump again, and so it pauses every time you stop moving, basically. So you should, so if if you could, what I was surprised by, I thought that after you beat a level, you could watch the replay in real time, so that it would show you jumping all fucking crazily and like weaving in and out of these guys and killing them all, but there is no replay feature, which I was pretty sad about. But it's basically you. You like you'll be like on a wall. You'll jump off, like hang on the ceiling, and then you'll jump down, and like it's all turn by turn. So you have to dodge all these lasers and get to the guy and kill. All you have is a sword, and you have to kill all the guys like with your sword before they uh, shoot you. You have to like dodge all the lasers. Um, so it's pretty fun. It's pretty much a puzzle game. So uh, that was a pretty good game. I played a little bit more of Invisible Ink, which I played a while ago when it was first free on PS Plus. It's like a XCOM type turn based game. Except you're like spies infiltrating uh, like different corporations to like steal shit, uh, and it's like uh, it's it's like a, it's a roguelike basically. We have to keep you're meant to fail like over and over and over again, but learn a little bit more and get a little more powerful each run and starting over. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's it's like that. Um, I played a little bit of that. I played a little bit of Super Time Force Ultra, which is a. Uh, it's a 2D side-scroller, almost like uh, kind of like Contra, but much less enemies. And the whole thing with this is that you have 60 seconds to beat every level, to beat each, each level. and But at any given time, you have like a set number of timeouts, they call them. You start with like 30, let's say, on, on a, any given uh, mission. And you'll press the timeout button, and that'll basically let you rewind time. And then rewind time or just pause it and then add another character in. So, like, you can start a level, go 10 seconds, like, shooting at people and stuff. Time out, rewind to the beginning of the level, and then start again as a different character. And the character that you started the level as the first time will still be there. So, basically, if you're trying to, like, beat a boss or something like that, they take a shit ton of damage. So, you'll, like, start the boss. You'll start as one guy. You'll shoot at him constantly. And then you'll time out, go 10 seconds back, make another guy, shoot at him constantly, go back 10 seconds back, make another guy, shoot at him constantly. So then by the end of like the level, to be doing enough damage, you have like fucking 25 guys all over the place, all shooting at him that you rewound and then planted in these different spots. So it's a really weird mechanic. It's kind of hard to describe, but if you like watch it in practice, it's pretty cool. Alright. Um, so I played like the first three levels of that or something like that, just fucking around with it. Then I played uh, a game called Hotline Miami. Which came out probably like three years ago by now, and it's uh, like straight up like top down, not isometric at all, a like completely top down game where it's just you play what 
amounts to like a serial killer. I like I think there's some kind of story reveal at the end, but you're just this guy, you got a message on your answer machine that tells you to go somewhere, you hop in the car, you show up at that place, and you have to go inside and just fucking kill everybody in there. <laughs> and it's super hard. Like as soon as the guy you die in one hit with everything. So you get hit by one bullet, you're dead. If some guy hits you with a bat, you're dead. So you have to like run in, you start without a weapon, you if you punch someone, they get like knocked down and then you have to like fucking stomp their head in to kill them. Holy and shit. then you pick up a baseball bat, that'll kill guys in one hit, or if you pick up a gun, it'll kill most guys in like three bullets unless it's a shotgun. But it's like super fast paced and it re you're like you die like you're gonna die like fifty times on each level because it's super hard and you have to figure out where all the guys are and stuff like that. Uh, and like see what their patterns are so that you don't get overwhelmed and killed immediately. So like I probably I played up to like the like fourth chapter or something like that, and by the that by that chapter I think there's twenty in the game, and by the fourth chapter I think it took me like thirty or forty tries to beat that level. So it's, like as soon as you die, you hit restock and it immediately loads. Like there's no load time. Like it's right back to the beginning again. So it's meant to like play and die and play and die and like try, try a bunch of trial and error. No shit. But uh yeah, you're just going around brutally fucking murdering the shit out of people. It's like super pic- it's like pixel like Super Nintendo type graphics, and you just like fucking blowing people's heads off and shit like that like i like i remember noticing one of the guy's death animations after you like shot i like shot him and he fell backwards and he was just going like this reaching at his head as it was slowly oozing blood and shit out of his head i was like oh my god but it's like super pixely and cartoony so it's really weird like there's no detail to it at all it's like what well, it's, it's like if someone was just a completely sick fuck made a game like this on super nintendo yeah um but yeah it's just it's just a game about like ultra violence basically um, and besides that, I played, uh, some Destiny 2, bumped my power level up to, like, 272, I think, now. Okay. I uh, just, I was just, like, fucking around doing some, I think I was just doing some public events to kill time, like, I had, like, an hour or something like that, and so I figured I'd work towards, like, one of the milestones to get powerful gear. I didn't get there, I just did a bunch of, bunch of shit, shooting things. You know who also plays Destiny 2? Who? John Carpenter. <laughs> oh, I, I heard about that. I was really? Reading, yeah, I was. I caught an article not too long ago. I just brought it up here. It says you know, somebody from uh, the Guardian was interviewing him, and he's, they asked like what he was up to, and he said he'd been playing the video game Destiny Two, and um, you know, and they asked, isn't it really hard? It involves shooting aliens. He's like, oh, it's hard, and uh, he's like said he's dedicated in his life to learning how to play it. <laughs> uh, and then they write in here. Um, Pretty much like the author of the article, they're like, I want to imagine Carpenter retiring to a cave in the mountains, <laughs> forsaking all possessions except a, a synthesizer and a PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah. He wakes every morning, washes his face in a small spring, eats a simple meal of boiled rice and fish, <laughs> dress, boiled rice and fish. <laughs> dresses in his retirement robes, <laughs> and then begins a 22-hour shift in dedication to his warlock gore face <laughs> pausing only to reflect on Destiny 2's deepest and darkest secrets Jesus Christ that's probably what he's gonna do although he's also on tour for like like touring playing like music Nick and I are checking that out yeah yes yeah. it's uh next month at uh Royale in Boston okay cool so yeah we're gonna uh I guess he's what he's doing is he'll play like with his band and it's also like his son and I think somebody else and they're gonna play a lot of the themes from like Halloween, Escape from New York, Christine, uh, The Fog, The Thing. Nice. He's going to play all of those, so it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I can't remember who just talked about him playing Destiny on the podcast I was listening to today. It might have been those movie guys. I'm not sure. That's but, yeah, awesome. Pretty funny. Try and look for him so you can like, go, out, go against him or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to be in the clan? <laughs> <laughs> 
And also play Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is clan. It is clan with a K. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean C, C, C. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all for what I played. So we can get into some miscellaneous happenings. I guess I got one. Alright, Josh, do you have any? Yeah, sure, I got one. All right. I have one, and it's an email from Sarah. And uh, I did not read it beforehand, and it's super long, so I'm just going to read it now, and we'll see what the fuck it's about. I have literally no clue. Alright, let's All right. hear it. Uh, she says, My week has been fucking ridiculous. We don't want to hear this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's it. <laughs> I deleted the email. Uh, my week has been fucking ridiculous. First, one of my students is missing... <laughs> <laughs> I'm an academic advisor at a college. Her grandmother came by the campus on Monday to do a wellness check, but because none none of the proper paperwork was signed, we couldn't tell her anything. Her phone is disconnected, and she posted on her Facebook, because yes, I snooped, something about not using her page anymore and some other vaguely suicidal comments. Maybe I shouldn't have laughed as hard when I first started this. <laughs> I seem to be the only one concerned, and no one else has done anything about it. If this is too heavy, you don't have to read it. <laughs> LOL. Too late. Should have wrote that in the beginning, yeah, but... No, it doesn't matter. I still would have read it, because I don't take anything seriously. Nope. <laughs> it's a huge problem. It's caused many problems with my family. <laughs> I, I yell ridiculous things at funerals. <laughs> Alright, uh, second, well, third, but saving the best for last. Yesterday, a professor came to me about one of my students saying she was cursing in her class and was super disruptive, etc. So I emailed the student, basically trying to trap her into telling me what's going on. But of course she was like, oh, everything's fine. I'm keeping up with all, I'm keeping up with all my work. Then today, of course, the day I go home early, shit hits the fucking fan and there's a confrontation between student and professor and campus safety was called. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, this student must know she's in deep shit because she emailed me this afternoon with her side of the story, which is apparently completely different than what the professor says happened. Surprise. There must have been other students that can corroborate one side or the other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're right. Maybe that teacher should have kept his dick in his pants, is what it is. I was assuming it's a woman. But whatever. Did she say she? I don't know, I thought it hurt he. Yesterday, professor came to saying she. No, I guess she didn't specify. I assumed but it was whatever. a girl. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> There's some dicks and cocks in that story somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, and third, best for last. The apartment complex I live in has a few buildings, and this incident has to do with my neighbor whose balcony is directly across from mine. I've seen this dude before. <laughs> oh, man. It's Matthew McConaughey naked playing bongos, isn't oh, it? Oh, I don't know. I, hope, I just assume it's some dude beating off. Uh, I've seen this dude before when I get home from work sometimes just straight staring out at the parking lot from his balcony. Creepy as fuck. So last night I woke up at like 1.30 to him yelling outside. I thought it was coming from the parking lot or the street at first. He was yelling for somebody to stop, so I actually thought it was a cop trying to stop someone. Since I was up, I went to the bathroom, come back out, and he was yelling again, so I opened my balcony door. Get out of my apartment. Don't ever come back here again. Get out of my apartment. If we met on the battlefield, it would be a different story. <laughs> Holy shit. What the actual fuck, she says. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then said something about John Philip Sousa, who is the Marine composer who wrote Stars and Stripes Forever. 
Uh, not sure how that's all at all related. But then again, he was like, get out of here and never come back. I admonished you. Because everyone uses the word admonish. Thankfully, someone else had called the cops. So they show up and I actually went out on the balcony and told him which apartment it was because they weren't sure. A little while later, because I obviously had to stay up for this, I thought I heard what sounded like someone being slammed against the wall and the cops were yelling. I saw their flashlights in his apartment and then they finally brought him, uh, brought him out in handcuffs. But then one officer said to him, okay, why don't you sit in the cruiser so no one sees you? And then an ambulance came. So I think he had some kind of break. But that was my excitement for 2 a.m. Thursday morning. And if those other emails are really from a kid, he has the worst parents ever if they let him listen to you guys. Also, the main joke never gets old. And if I happen to meet Brian someday, he's going to hate me because I will most definitely remember to bring it up. Keep up the shenanigans, Sarah. Well, we appreciate it, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for the email. Very entertaining, exciting stories going on in your life. I thought this was going to end with a big, like a gunshot and seeing a flash in his yeah. apartment. <laughs> and watching his headless corpse slump out onto his balcony. <laughs> but speaking of Maine, that she brought it up. That she did. I heard a new Maine joke. Oh, is that so? Yeah. How'd you know the toothbrush was invented in Maine? <laughs> I don't know. If it was invented anywhere else, it would be called a teeth brush. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. So, you guys got miscellaneous happenings? Who wants to go next? Yeah. Uh, I guess it's not really a miscellaneous happening, but unfortunately, there will be no more stories about it. I have retired from the bar. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I have retired. Uh, it just kind of... I don't want to say it. It just kind of happened. It was coming for a while. Um, you know, uh, just had to move forward with it. Yeah. You know. Uh, this means that when I go out to the garden on Fridays, I'm going to actually have to pay attention to what's going on around me so I can have my own stories from downtown. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I can't I can't fill that void anymore. <laughs> I'm usually drinking too much to be able to pay attention, though. So we'll see what happens. All right. Give it a trial run of me uh, being... Uh, uh, like coherent and yes. what's going on in my story. Uh, that's probably the only, I guess, like I said, it's not really miscellaneous, yeah. but, you know, uh, it was just time to move on. It's the end of an era. End of an era. Um, you know, Josh is currently, we all know, he's out on leave due to his arm. Yeah. So, uh, we slowly started losing guys over the past year and nothing was really done about it. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of had to move on. Push came to shove, yep. you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. You know, I was wished uh, best of luck in all my endeavors. Uh, yeah, there was a it was a good run. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe one day I'll get the uh, we need you to come out of retirement phone call. Yeah, that probably still won't happen. Yeah, but I'm gonna show up like fucking Kurt Russell. And <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show up with the eye patch on. Sick pussy. <laughs> um, yeah, can't really think of any other miscellaneous. Happenings. All right, Josh. Josh. Um, I got the cast off my arm. No more sling and uh, brace or anything there. Well, I got the brace now, but no more like cast or anything like that on my arm. So after two weeks in that, yeah, cut that thing open, smell the funk coming out of there. <laughs> That's what I originally thought you were gonna say earlier when you talked about taking it off. I thought there was gonna be some kind of buildup of dead roaches or something <laughs> caked onto your arm. Mites. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. It's a fucking mound of bed bugs. It's just like they cut it open. It just all it's like a hive of silverfish. <laughs> oh god! Oh, I killed a huge one in my office. Uh, 
<laughs> in my office yesterday, dude, oh, it was the biggest one I've ever seen, and I've seen some fucking fat motherfuckers, <laughs> but there was a fucking silverfish in my office. I like, if you're standing in my office door, there's like a walkway to the left to get around my desk, because I have my desk facing the doorway, so you have to like walk around the desk to the left and get behind it, and in that little walkway, there was a silverfish on the floor right like next to the side of my desk. And it was a solid, like, fucking three inches long. And the body was as fat as, like, one of those big fucking caterpillars that are all over the trees in, like, uh, a couple months ago. Gypsy moth? Gypsy moth caterpillars. And okay. that, that's how fucking big the body was. Oh, it. my God. Like, it was fucking huge. So I stomped it like I was stomping a neighbor's cat to death. <laughs> <laughs> and I left the corpse to warn the others. You was screaming racial <laughs> Yeah. Entire... My boss came and said, what happened? And I said... I saw a bug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fucking you die, he's a fish. So what? Uh, Alright, so yeah, you got, all, you got your stinky ass cast off. So, they cut that off. I got my uh, atropine arm in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half the size of my right arm. Got a tiny little baby. <laughs> kind of like a half Ethiopian arm thing going on right now. <laughs> it's pretty excellent. Um, <laughs> you look like the worst superhero. <laughs> um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to catch that thing in the fucking jaw, though. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have this mechanical brace on here now for the remainder of uh, the next couple of months uh, while I go through my therapy and rehab. But um, already, what was it? Nick sending out pictures of the Robocop arm. <laughs> Possibly was going to send out the uh, Terminator arm as that, well. That, was, uh, that one was already in the uh, that was already in the barrel ready to be sent. I was like, ah, I'm going to let this one go. It's time to go full cyborg. Yep. Send, him a, send, send him a winter soldier picture. <laughs> the, ne- the next one was... <laughs> The next one was going to be Jax from Mortal Kombat, but he, he got two arms. Yeah, so. You just got to send uh, uh, the, Chris Elliott from Scary Movie 2. He <laughs> sent that to me. Oh, okay. All right. uh, Take all right. my strong hand. No, not that one. Not strong enough. Take my little hand. <laughs> Stuff the shit out of it with the penises and the giants. <laughs> giants. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's it. Yep. So we're going to wrap it up. Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth. I want to teach kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you got to do a rap to a hip-hop beat. So I gave my sermon an urban kick. My rhymes are fly, my beats are sick. My crew is big, and it keeps getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is my nigga. iTunes, where you can rate and review us. You can get them on any podcast app. Uh, you can get them from our website, where you can stream or download it, nerdinput.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and uh, Snapchat at Nerdinput Podcast, and you can email us at podcast at nerdinput.com. That's it. See ya!
son of the original G. And he was sent to Earth to elucidate the way that we should be. What? Like if another MC says, you're a freak, you're a name but rapper and your rhymes are weak. I don't get mad and I don't critique. I forgive him and turn the other cheek. I don't blaspheme and I don't brag, I don't cuss. And my pants don't say, I do exude a little Christian swag and I'm proud to be an American. Jesus Christ is a nigga. Let his light shine through ya. Yeah.